Welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. Come join us as we explore how leading marketers are using agile management approaches to keep up with an increasingly social and real-time world. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Frank Days and you're listening to the Marketing Agility Podcast, an ongoing conversation about how agile marketing is changing the face of marketing today. Before we meet our guest, I'd like to say hello to my co-host to the podcast, John Cass. John, how's the new year treating you? Very good. Very good. Uh, thank you, Frank, and Happy New Year to you. It was great to see you when you made your brief snow bracketed trip here to, to Boston. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for visiting uh, everyone in the tweet-up that, uh, that we had in, uh, in the Boston area and uh, in the middle of a snowstorm. So I really appreciate that, Frank. Yeah, it, was great to see you. it was great. Well, why don't we jump in and we'll talk about today's guest. Today's guest is Mike Volpe, who leads marketing at HubSpot an innovator in the emerging field of inbound marketing. You know, the interesting thing about HubSpot is their innovation really goes beyond leading this new market to the way they actually manage their marketing on a daily basis. I have to say, it's, it's nice to finally talk with Mike in person. Uh, besides sharing a common undergrad and grad school experience, Mike and I have, have probably connected with, the, with each other on social media many times, commenting on each other's blog and tweeting and retweeting others, each other's information. But we've never actually met in person. Can you believe that? So... How are things yeah. with you, Mike? Things are going fantastic. It's great to actually uh, chat with you in real time here. Although, you know, we're we're actually not in the same room, so I don't know if this counts as, as an in-person meeting or not. Right? That's so, true. Uh, That's true. Yeah, it's very true. That's but very I've... true. But we've got some friends in common, you know, coworkers that you have and friends of mine, and it's uh, I feel like this is a relationship, a long time in building. You know. <laughs> well, it's also one of these excuses why I haven't gotten into on a Friday afternoon to come see HubSpot TV. So that maybe is an excuse for me to try and do that over the next coming coming weeks. There you go. We'd love to have you come in. Well, so to kick off the show today, I wanted to actually ask you a question, Mike, which is a really important question. Is Christmas the most waterfall holiday of them all? <laughs> you know, that's a good point because it starts really early, right? Um, and it really, you know, it gears up and, you know, people have these lists and they plan everything out for a long time and, and it's hard to adjust toward the end. And, you know, even if you hear that, you know, somebody has kind of a last minute request or a different gift that they might want, or, you know, it's, it's hard to change things. So maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe that's, uh, maybe Christmas doesn't have a great future ahead of it because of that. I don't know. I know. I was thinking about that before the Christmas holiday and why it gave me so much discomfort preparing for the holiday. And I think it was probably its inherent waterfall nature. <laughs> <laughs> Well, why don't we jump into the real conversation today, which is, can you share with our listeners a little bit about how you got started with using Agile in for your marketing teams? Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, I've been running marketing here at HubSpot uh, almost since the beginning of the company. I was the fifth employee to join uh, just about four years ago. And I think after about a year and a half or two years um, around then, we started running a lot of the typical problems that I think marketing groups run into at companies, which is... Everyone in the entire company felt like they had um, at least as good, if not better, ideas about how you should do marketing. Uh, because, of course, we know everyone is, is a marketing expert, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the second problem we had was that, um, you know, that led to a, uh, a giant amount of things that everyone in the company we wanted to do, you know, 10 or 50 or 100 times more than we could possibly actually accomplish given the small, small size of our team. And we felt like we were not getting enough visibility with the rest of the company in terms of what we had actually accomplished. Um, and those were really sort of the, some of the key problems we had. Uh, and the way that we actually ended up getting started with using Agile for marketing was that we had started using with our development team about six months before that. 
And they had actually a lot of the same fundamental challenges we have. So everyone in the company had thoughts and feelings about what the product should do. They didn't feel like they were getting enough credit for what they were actually accomplishing. Uh, and they wanted some way to allow everyone in the company to have some level of input, but also have a much more sort of um, public and transparent process for reporting out what they had actually accomplished. Uh, and so we actually tried to copy them as much as possible, uh, given that they had had a fair amount of success in that. And that was how we got started with it. That's interesting, because one of the working hypotheses we've had in the show, and kind of a recurring theme has been around you know, agile marketing being more prevalent in companies that have. It's You adopt it because the dev team is using it, and you kind of maybe companies that have a stronger technical culture or product-driven culture or it, the, the developers infect the marketers and they pick it up from that angle. It's in, the first thing you said here is interesting to hear. Everyone is an expert on marketing. I, I have a number of a series of firsthand anecdotes about that, but I would agree with you on that. But it's the first time I've heard someone say or write in the agile space, agile marketing space that it's really about transparency and accountability. I, yeah, I think, I think that's right. I think when you talk to most people on the development side, on the software side, um, they'd say that that's one of the the core tenets of agile, right? Um, and I think that that's, that's one of the things you need to really realize and understand. And I, th I think that many marketing groups lack some of that um, sort of transparency and accountability, um, you know, with the rest of the organization. Yeah. And I've always appreciated in working in a product, at least in companies, when I was with First Giving a number of years ago, we, our development team ran agile and we always knew the scrum was every morning at nine o'clock. And as a marketer and sitting here, and the same thing you said is, that you have this capacity and it's easy for someone who's not on the product side of the house to sit here and complain, Pr product never gets anything done. Well, product gets a lot done. It may just not be the thing at that moment that you want them to get done. Or I think marketing in some ways suffers from that, that same syndrome. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So talk to me a little bit about the transparency part of it at HubSpot. I mean, how are you guys sharing? Do, do people know every morning you have a scrum at nine o'clock every morning or nine thirty every morning? Yeah, I think there's a number of things we try to do for that. I don't know that everyone in the company knows exactly when our, our stand-up scrums are, but there's other bigger things that we do in terms of communication. So the first thing is all the projects that we're working on for the team are listed on the wiki, and that's actually pretty actively used across the entire company here. So if you want to know what each of the, you know, the individual marketing teams are working on, because uh, we've broken the team down a, a little bit into two different teams, you actually you can go to the wiki and see what they're working on see what they've worked on every month for the past, you know, whatever number of months uh, you want to read back for. Um, so that's the first thing that we do is all the projects are on the wiki. The second thing we do is, is like, you know, good agile process. We have a backlog and anyone in the company can submit to that. So if you have ideas about what we should be working on or things like that, um, you can submit those to the backlog. And if you want to talk to the, to the, um, the PO or the product owner or sort of the person that's um, helping to run that scrum team, you can do that and you can advocate for your ideas and things like that. Uh, and then the most important thing we do is at the end of every sprint, uh, which right now we're on a monthly sprint schedule, we've experimented with two weeks, it seems like a month is about right for us. Mm -hmm. um, we have this thing that we call sort of a, it's basically a report out, but we call it a science fair, because what we have is each of the teams, uh, one person from the team does like a, a two minute overview of what they did that sprint, and puts up one slide that has kind of the high level projects. And then we have all of the teams that are on our Agile calendar. So that's all the development teams, which there's seven of. Um, the two marketing teams, so that makes nine total. 
uh, and then occasionally there's a couple other groups that are that are experimenting with it um, and are occasionally joining that as well. And all of them have a booth in the, this main area at the company. And then you can go actually to those booths and talk in detail with the people from that team about exactly what they did. And it's the, the entire company attends, so all the salespeople attend, all our consultants attend, the support team attends. Uh, and that actually starts up in another 40 minutes. So right after this uh, this podcast, uh, that's what I'm headed off to, to to hear in more detail about what all the teams have done this past month. Wow. So that's pretty interesting. You deal with what I refer to as the show and tell syndrome that yeah. marketers are prone to. It, once you start to get into an agile state of mind and working in agile mode, it's probably like it's I've described it as fingernails on a chalkboard when you when someone starts telling you that as an old boss of mine used to say, the anxious parade of activity. Well, first I went to this trade show, then I ran this magazine ad, but agile maybe I, I like this science fair idea. The idea. Yeah, that was something we started about four or five months ago, and we were getting to that chalkboard stage of just these long meetings of people going through in great detail all the things that they did. And it was one of those where you felt like if you had a short presentation that you didn't accomplish much, uh, but in actuality that the shorter presentations were probably valued more by the rest of the company. So the overall length of the meeting is longer. Uh, sorry, it's, it's about the same. So it's about an hour and a half. Um, as the overall meeting used to be. But right now, you can go to the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and hear you know, two minutes on what each team has done, and then you can leave. Or if there's individual things, and you know what? If there's one team that you want to talk to for half an hour, you can go do that. Um, so it really provides a lot more flexibility, and we've had much, much greater participation from the whole company by adding that level of flexibility and making it sort of more the science fair style. So we, we've been pretty happy with it so far. So do you see a lot of things... On the back of this science fair, do you see a lot of things leaking into your backlog for future sprints? Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the. This is one of the ways that people provide feedback to each of those teams, and you know, a lot of times salespeople come over and say, oh, "Okay, well, that was cool. This I don't care so much about." And you know, by the way, here's two other things that are related to this thing that you worked on that would be great to to you know to get from you guys. Uh, so that I think that's that is definitely one of you know many forms of uh, a feedback that we definitely get and, and value. So for your wiki that you've got set up, is that the location of your sprint backlog and you know, is this like a virtual scrum board for you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We're, um, I'd say, at least on the marketing side, that the the software team, the development team, is very strict about having you know specific scrum board scrum boards and um, and some of them do them virtually. A lot of them do it uh, just on walls within the office. They all mm -hmm. have burn down charts and things like that. We're a little less, I would say. I don't know if it's good or bad, but at least for us, we haven't been able to get to that level of sort of granularity with our stuff. Um, we do um, we do track uh, we do estimate story points. We you know do that sort of capacity planning, uh, and we do have a list for us of all the things both the backlog of things we could be doing and the things we're actually committed to do for each sprint period each month uh, on the wiki. And that's the way that we use it. Uh, the development team does go a little bit more in detail and they've actually got some dedicated uh, tools to actually break all that down to individual projects and then assign it out. And then um, they actually log their hours and everything on that. So they get much more detailed in terms of burndowns and things like that. But for us, sure. Um, yeah, the, the wiki basically functions those in those ways for us, but it's, we're a little less, we're a little bit more loosey goosey. Well, I Personally, my experience with Agile have been similar. I mean, we tend to here at Novell, for the projects that I'm running Agile, we tend to just use a Google Doc. And I shouldn't yeah. probably freely admit that, but we've got <laughs> you know, a model of a spreadsheet with four tabs in it, to uh, a, back, a current sprint backlog, a future backlog, a active and a done. Relatively simple, but that you know, captures the essence of 
being agile. So sizing. One of the yeah. oh, go ahead, one of the things that um, that we've talked on previous programs was how um, uh, marketing is different from development in uh, in having greater dependencies upon other um, uh, departments. How have you found that agile, uh, agile marketing uh, plays out on that issue? Do you do you think that um, it is possible to uh, to do things within? Um, those sprints within a month, or is it, or have you found issues where, look, um, the team just can't get stuff done because you're waiting for another department to, to to get it done? How do you how do you think that that is addressed? Um, that issue is addressed, and uh, that issue of dependency is addressed within agile marketing. That's a great observation because I, I think, and I think those dependencies, John, are not only within the company, but also sometimes outside. If you're doing, you know, we've done some co-marketing or, you know, marketing uh, things involving other companies outside of HubSpot. And, you know, it, it's really hard to that, get them to commit to deadlines and dates and, and get things done sometimes. So I think that that notion of, you know, the, in the ideal world, I think Agile, what you're supposed to do is have a completely independent and autonomous team that has all of the resources required to get all the projects done on that team. And so that even means within our development team, a lot of times they'll even pull in marketing people to work on the development stuff if it involves communication out to customers or things like that. Uh, and they've all got product managers that can do some marketing and things like that. But we, you're absolutely right, we do not have the opposite in marketing where you know we don't have an endless supply of developers that we can put on team to do things online that we might need or or things like that. So that's really hard. And I think it frankly makes it harder for us. And I would say that on average for, you know, all of our sort of story points or projects, depending how you look at it, at the end of the month, there is usually probably mm, 10 to 20 percent that we end up not finishing. And one of the most common, most frequent reasons is that there was some outside dependency that, you know, the, the partner didn't get it done or the company we were doing co-marketing with didn't deliver or somebody internally let something slip or things like that, especially if you're working with the sales team and other things come up for them. So uh, I think it's I think it's a little bit of a problem. We've sort of just, uh, I don't know if we have any good advice for working around that, but you're absolutely right that that's, a, that's a, something people should worry about. I, I wonder if, uh, I wonder if you could almost include them in the team. <laughs> yeah, I have. I, it's interesting. We talk a lot about organization, and um, you know, I think we're maybe a little bit too big to do that now because we're about 180 or 200 people somewhere in there. Um, but I, I really think if I were to go and start a company someday or work at a much smaller company, I would almost pick all the projects. I would almost use Agile for the entire company pick all the projects you need to accomplish every month or whatever period you choose. And then build the teams around that. So I'd almost have, you know, not the marketing team doing agile, but the entire company and each team, you know, maybe a team would have four marketers and one developer, or maybe another team would have, you know, three, three developers, one marketer and two people in sales or things like that and give them really, really specific tasks and things to accomplish. Wow. Um, I think that would be cool to do. I, I'm not sure to work at a really, really big company, but I, I think, um, I think at a small company that could be really effective and I'd love to experiment with that someday. So you're talking about a true cross-functional team. And yeah. maybe having a scrum of scrums down the road. Yeah. So it's not yeah. it's not it's it's horizontal versus vertical right now. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool, and I think that um, someday I think somebody will start a company that sort of runs that way, and it'll be interesting to see how it works. Yeah. Well, that's a novel idea. I really think it's interesting that you talk about you know the the, the little bit the ten to twenty or the fifteen to twenty percent that's at the back end of the sprint and. That's a phenomenon that I've run into as well on a couple of projects I'm running Agile is that it seems like during the project, 
I guess that's the nature of agile is, is during the project you're learning along the way and you say, gee, we did this project. We really should, we did this task and it really needs this extra task or the task took this much longer than I anticipated. I need to add these, this extra task or two and finding the discipline to actually kill some things off the back end. So you keep that sprint self-contained. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. And also the opposite, you know, what's, what's good about it is you have some sense of what your overall overall prioritization is. So if something sort of falls out because, you know, you're relying on someone else and they're not going to be able to get it done, you know the next couple of things that you can work on in terms of import order of importance, right? So mm -hmm. you're it's sort of the opposite as well. Like you know what you need to kill, but you also know what things you can pull in and maybe do some bonus stories, um, you know, if you're not able to get to all the things that you expected to get to. Let me ask you a question a little bit more about so some advice for someone who wants to get started. Analogous to the half a million convince your skeptical CEO that you need to do more social media. Um, <laughs> how do you convince your skeptical CMO that agile is is something you should consider, should test, should try, should do? I you know, I think um I think if you're feeling the pain around those couple of things that we talked about earlier. Uh, that was a lot of the pain that an agile development process was really meant to solve. So the pain around feeling like you weren't necessarily getting credit for all the good things that you were doing and working on and, and figuring out a better way to report out to the whole company of what, what you were doing and figuring out a better way to allow everyone in the company to have more input into what you're doing and feel like you really value that input uh, and you're not just sort of nodding at them being like, yeah, yeah, good idea, and then not putting it anywhere. Um, I, I think if you look to solve some of those problems, I, then then I would really start to think about agile because to me that was uh, again I've seen it a couple of times in development organizations they've had those same exact problems and, and using agile has really really helped. So as you start to think about getting becoming more agile, how do you guys reconcile the need to to plan right? Because there are some inherently things that are inherently longer time frames for marketers, whether it's trade shows or insertion orders, sponsorships. Speaking opportunities at, at Enterprise 2.0 in June. I mean, there are some things that are not within your agile window. How do you guys reconcile the need for planning, which there's always going to be some of that in marketing, with the, the desire to be agile and stay agile? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I'd say a couple of things. I'd say one, in terms of some of the high level strategy and planning, I am actually not on one of our teams. So uh, I occasionally pick up projects and will help a team and be part of a team for a specific project or two um, and, and I'll function that way. But for me, I'm looking at, you know, what's the budget for the year look like? What are some of the sales goals for the entire year? I'm thinking, you know, it's now, you know, January 2011. I've been doing a lot of thinking over the past month or so about the whole year and what is, you know, what does July need to look like? What does December need to look like? Mm -hmm. Things like that. Uh, and, and I sort of serve that function and I'd say that um, you know, that's something where maybe you can pull part of a person or a whole person out of that sort of agile schedule or work and things like that. Um, and then I'd say sort of the, the second thing is that we break things down a lot. So we know we do a user conference for HubSpot customers in October. Uh, and we know that there's things we need to do today in order to plan for that. So we know that it's going to happen in October and we try to break it down. And one of the, you know, one of our teams has a task this month to actually select a venue and a location before the end of the end of January. And so that's something that they can work on. That's a self-contained project. It's building up to something much bigger, um, but there's something there that they can actually look to and, and do within sort of that agile timeframe and that agile window. So it's an element of s still thinking about 
eating the proverbial elephant in you know one small sitting. So you, that, that's it, right. It yeah, may be yeah. something that has a eight or ten or twelve month cycle time to it, but you're really breaking it down into small elements, into the into the the bits and pieces you can do in a thirty day window. Yeah, and I, I and I don't think that's dissimilar from development either, or software development, right? So, you, I mean, you're building this huge project. I mean, here we are; we're still not done with our product. I mean, whoever is, we've been building it for four years at HubSpot. Yeah. Um, but it's done enough. We've got you know 3,900 customers or whatever using it. But every 30 days, we're making progress and doing more toward this big vision that we have that I'm sure we'll never completely get to because the vision's changing and growing and things like that. So it's it's one of those. Uh, there's somebody here that talks a lot about designing big but building small. Yeah. And I think it's you need to have those big designs, those big plans, but then figure out what are those incremental steps you can make along the way. Right. Great. Well, we're sort of running up against it for time right now. So I just wanted to ask one last question. So if there's one piece of advice you'd give to someone who wants to try this, what, what advice would that be? I mean, where, would they, where should they start? Where should someone start? Uh, well, so I think the most important thing to do is if you're going to dive, if you're going to like, if you want to start, dive all the way in. Don't just tip your, dip your toe in the water and, you know, embrace all of it. And then maybe you can back away from some of the stringencies and some of the sort of the, the core sort of traditional agile methods if you want. But we found with the first couple of months, we tried to do a couple pieces of it and sort of ease our way into it. Mm -hmm. And that, frankly, did not work very well at all we found and then after that we decided okay we're just going to go whole hog and just go for the whole thing uh and then we backed away and got a little bit less strict over time but for us at least uh trying to do part of you know trying to do a little bit agile wasn't effective it was more just like go all the way and that was what started to work for us great well mike thank you again for joining us today on the podcast um it was really great again to meet you i guess almost in person uh, we can find a way to do that john thanks again for jumping in with us today um, oh, thank you, and thank you, Mike. What a great, um, uh, great overview of the uh, the role of agile at uh, at HubSpot. That was some really great insights. Thank you. And again, yeah, thanks, guys. It was thanks, guys. It was a ton of fun. Really great to chat with both of you. I'm uh, I'm a big fan of both of yours. So it was great to connect again. Great. And again, for our listeners, you're listening to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm Frank Days, along with my co-host John Cast, and our guest today, Mike Volpe. Please stay tuned to the Marketing Agility Podcast on iTunes. Also, if you want to join the conversation, follow us on agilemarketingblog.com. And on behalf of the Marketing Agility Podcast, thank you and have a great day.